Welcome to Brookings First United Methodist Church and our podcast, Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is an audio version of Pastor Pete Grassow and Pastor Krista Ducker's sermons from the First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. You can watch the full service online at any time on our website at brookingsmethodist.org or at the link in the episode notes. On behalf of the pastors and our entire church family, thank you for joining us. And as we do, we continue our sermon series on spiritual formation in our study from Henry Nouwen. And our focus this week is the movement from exclusion to inclusion. What does it mean to radically include those from all walks of life in our life together? And so our scripture, as we reflect on that movement from exclusion to inclusion, it comes to us from Mark chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. And so I will read it for us. And as he sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord for us today, and we are thankful for it. In his book, Henry Nouwen says, the movement from exclusive to inclusive community calls for radical hospitality, spiritual intimacy, and open communion in the body of Christ. Let me share that again. The movement from exclusive to inclusive community calls for radical hospitality, spiritual intimacy, and open communion in the body of Christ. We're going to spend some time today with each of those three terms, radical hospitality, spiritual intimacy, and open communion, as ways into this conversation about what it means to truly include all in our way of life. And so first, the first thing that we need to do is to explore this first theme of radical hospitality. It comes to us in verse 16 of Mark chapter 2. We find it in the accusatory question of the Pharisees who see Jesus eating with a tax collector and with those who were outcasts and sinners and asking the question, why does he eat with them? Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? What judgment. What we find in the scripture is a scene at the home of Levi. He's one of the new disciples. He's also known as Matthew. And to understand the radical nature of this meal that they are sharing together, we need to go back to the passage just before it. But rather than just read it to us, I want us to enter into it in a little bit more of an interactive way. I'm going to offer a dramatic representation of this from the series, The Chosen. So I ask us to enter into this scene as if we are spectators in it ourselves, to allow the movement 
to, uh, to, to toy, to poke at us a little bit as we hear this encounter of Jesus calling the disciple Matthew, also known as Levi. So let's, let's enter into that together. Matthew. Matthew, son of Alphaeus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Oh. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going, guys? Let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're going to throw it all away. Yes. I don't get it. You didn't get it when I chose you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. A powerful image, a powerful moment. Of course, it is a dramatic representation, so we get a little bit more detail than in the biblical narrative. There's a little bit of artistic license. Matthew has an argument with his Roman watchdog who's keeping an eye on him. Uh, one of the disciples talks to Jesus about reminding him who this guy is, a tax collector and a sinner. And yet Jesus calls him anyway. And it is at this person's house that Jesus finds himself sharing in a meal. So what's not only radical about this is that uh, not only that it's Levi's house, but that Levi or Matthew offers this hospitality and Jesus receives it. The first thing Levi thinks of upon accepting Jesus' invitation to follow him is to get everybody together for a party. Remind you of anyone? Zacchaeus does exactly the same thing in John chapter 3 when Jesus pulls him out of the tree and says, I'm having dinner at your house. He says, absolutely, and he gets all his friends together and they have a great meal together. What we learn from these stories is that the instinctive response to being chosen by God is to celebrate, to get people together and rejoice. This is the nature of radical hospitality. It is spontaneous, it is celebratory, exultant, and inclusive. Everyone is welcome. The next thing that Nowen tells us is necessary in this movement from exclusion to inclusion is spiritual intimacy. When the Pharisees question Jesus, or when he hears them questioning his judgment in eating with these people, he says to them, those who are well 
have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I've come not to call the righteous, but sinners. The interesting thing, though, is that sometimes we can make assumptions in our relationships about who is sick and who is well. But as we open ourselves to radical hospitality, both in the giving and the receiving, God begins to gently open up the sick parts of us to healing from surprising places and people. Henry Nouwen was opened up to a new level of spiritual intimacy and vulnerability when he was led to serve at L'Arche Daybreak, a home for those with physical and mental disabilities in Canada. After straining and striving in the hallowed academic halls of Yale and Harvard, he found himself among those facing enormous challenges at L'Arche in navigating the very simplest tasks of daily life. And in his book, he tells us about Adam, whom he met, about whom he writes, In him, I encountered not only a person with severe physical and emotional challenges, but one who opened the door for me to the place God dwells. In Adam, I heard God say, Blessed are the poor, not those who work for the poor, but blessed are the poor. He goes on to say, from an outside perspective, the assistants, those who work with these people, are strong and powerful. And the community members who have handicaps are often seen as weak and helpless. But from the inside perspective, Adam was the strong one because he helped us form community, love one another deeply, and forgive one another our idiosyncrasies, a community of the weak. I think about the community Nowen describes here. And then I compare it to times when I've been in professional gatherings or conferences. You've been to those, right? Many of us have. They, they may be organized around a particular profession or an academic discipline or a business venture. You know, I find when I've attended these things, I sort of grit my teeth through the posturing and the preening as we all try to make an impression or get noticed. We pass around business cards or Instagram handles and we do our best to look successful. It's exhausting. You know what the best part of those gatherings is for me? It's after all that stuff. It's after all the formal sessions when people finally gather in these groups of tired and haggard people, tired of the show and they can just be themselves. They celebrate around food and drink and enjoy each other's company. See, intimacy is not fostered in the great halls of power, but in the quiet side rooms where people allow themselves to be vulnerable in a community of the weak. In our text today, Jesus receives the radical hospitality of Levi Matthew, the tax collector. He reclines at table with those the powerful people ignore, overlook, judge, or even ridicule. He enters into spiritual intimacy around food and drink in a community of the weak. It is his way. And it makes no sense to the powerful people in town. I'm sure there were many 
who raised their eyebrows at the Harvard and Yale professor who left the halls of academic prestige and influence to spend his days with those who struggled to get dressed in the morning. But that is the way of Christ. And now and found in community with them that vulnerability leads to solidarity. When all are included, all are built up and encouraged in the body of Christ. And we are surprised to discover the gifts in our sisters and brothers that so often are hidden in all our prodding and our preening. The third thing that Nowen tells us is necessary in our movement from exclusion to inclusion is open communion. I take us back to verse 15 of chapter 2. It tells us that there were many who followed him. We get the impression that there's a mob, there's a crowd at Levi's house, perhaps even standing room only in some places, where all are welcome around a common table to share, to feast, and to rejoice. Well, it is the first Sunday of the month, and as such, it is our custom here at Brookings First United Methodist to celebrate the Sacrament of Communion. And there is a distinctively Methodist practice that when it comes to communion that demonstrates our commitment to Jesus' radically inclusive way in the world. We Methodists practice an open table. That means that all are welcome. As long as you have a desire to meet Christ at the table, you are welcome with us. You are welcome to come and to receive the bread and the juice. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. You simply have to be willing to meet Jesus. Consider the scene at Levi's house on that joyful evening. He invited all his friends. The disciples were there. Jesus was there. All were welcome, even the scribes and Pharisees. If they could have stopped looking down their noses, at these people long enough to really see them. All were welcome around the joyful table of radical hospitality, this rowdy celebrating group of misfits. This is the way of Jesus. It is the way of shocking welcome, of arms wide open, of spiritual intimacy and open communion. In her book, Searching for Sunday, Rachel Held Evans said, this is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they are rich or worthy or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. Levi said yes to Jesus. Jesus said yes to Levi's radical hospitality. And it was there that spiritual intimacy and open communion and radical inclusion was possible. Well, beloved, as we gather around our communion tables, whether it be here or in our homes, we are practicing the radical hospitality, the spiritual intimacy, and the open communion that are hallmarks of Jesus' ministry on earth. The sacrament of communion opens us up to communion with God and communion with one another as we share the bread and the wine 
As we remember the body broken and the blood poured out, we celebrate, we remember, we give thanks. It is a most intimate, incarnational act. So what does it look like to be a community of the weak? It looks like saying yes when Jesus meets us along the way of our lives and calls out, follow me. It looks like sitting down at the table of abundance with no one left out and always room for more. It looks like receiving the gift of one another, letting our hair down and passing the bread and cup. And so as we come to the table today, know this, you are welcome. You are always welcome. Come and celebrate the feast of Christ. Thank you for listening to today's message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get yours. And be sure to watch for new podcasts from us launching in the coming months. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page, Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of the pastors of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 21039161. Visit brookingsmethodist.org for more information.